What's going on guys? This is Michael Barive with Spitting Fire. And as you guys know, every single Monday, I come at you and spit the fire and spit the truth and nothing but the truth. So today, today we're going to talk about the career, the path, the road to success as an entrepreneur. So many people think that being an entrepreneur or being a successful entrepreneur starts with running a business. And what you guys need to understand is that you don't start a business and then become successful. You become successful and then you start businesses and then become successful in those businesses. Success is a state of mind. Success is a mindset. And if you have the wrong mindset, you're not going to win. You have to have the right mindset. So what does that mean, the right mindset? Well, work ethic is the right is having the right mindset. Pushing the extra miles. A lot of things that you can do to make yourself have the right mindset. But one of them that I love to talk about, and there's a, a lot of topics that we can talk about about the right mindset, but my favorite one is work ethic. The reason why is because so many people say they love to work, they love to do what it takes, but they don't. They half-ass their jobs, they're half-ass the gym, they half-ass their family, they half-ass everything, and they get half-ass results. And you'll never, ever, ever be satisfied with half-ass anything. Like you don't want half-ass nothing. You don't want a half-ass job. You want to. You don't want a half-ass paycheck. You want to have everything in abundance. And most people don't understand that you have to create a lot of activity to create productivity to have abundance in your life. So today what I'm going to talk about is just the different jobs that I had and what it did for me and what it built, like what it built out of, you know, in my mindset, like Michael Barayev had to go through a lot of jobs. I've been through a lot, a lot of jobs and I'm going to go through a lot of them today. Okay. There's a few of them that me may say, why the hell did you do it? And there's another, there's a couple of them be like, okay, now I understand why he did it. But every single one of them served the purpose. So let me just kind of give you a little thing that I tell all, all, all my friends and everyone that I meet. When someone says, how long you been in sales? I say, listen, I've been in sales since I came out of my mom's womb. Okay. I've been selling since the day I was born. I was crying, crying, crying because I wanted the milk. <laughs> I just wanted that warm milk. Right. And I was always selling my parents. I always wanted something. I had to cry about it in the beginning. Then I had to learn how to speak. Then I had to become energetic and get their attention. All of us are selling from the day we're born. Okay. We don't realize it, but that's what we do. But the real first job that I kind of really had was at five years old, six years old, seven years old. I was doing chores. I was doing different things. Now, I never really got an allowance, but my dad or my grandma or my mom would have me do little things here and there and I would get a couple of dollars here and there. And I started to stack and pack at a very young, young age, okay? I was also singing, right? As, as a young kid, I had created my own album. A lot of you guys may not know that, but I was part of also a choir called the Miami Boys Choir, which is a Jewish organization that, you know, just sings a lot of different songs. And I was part of a choir and I was actually singing. I was actually uh, invited also to sing uh, a few songs in a concert in Germany as a young kid at 11, 12 years old. I remember that like it was yesterday. Now, I didn't really enjoy that experience because I actually did not like to sing. I just kind of did it because I was, I guess, talented and gifted as a young child. And my father saw talent in me and just kind of pushed me through it. And I pretty much just made a little bit of dollars, nothing crazy, a couple thousand bucks maybe. Some of it went towards production, some of it went towards the CDs, the albums, whatever. At the end of the day, I remember at 18 years old, my father was like, here's your two, three thousand dollars that you saved up. You've earned the right. Here's your money. Okay, because you never would give me the money until I actually turned 18 because they didn't want me to spend it on stupid things. All right. So that was my first kind of J-O-B. I was kind of hustling. Now, what that taught me was discipline. See, I had a young kid, you know, every single Sunday being in the studio, practicing and going over the freaking, the, the, the song, the, the lyrics over and over and over and over and over again taught me repetition. The mother of all teaching is practicing the right stuff. Perfect practice makes perfect. 
right? Not practice makes perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And that's what I learned through that, through that little career, so to say, a little kid career, right? Then at the ages of 12 years old, okay, at the ages of 12 years old, I was always, when it snowed, guess what I did? I bought a couple of shovels. I would snow shovel for my grandma, snow shovel for some neighbors, walk around the neighborhood, have a few kids from the neighborhood that were my friends or my brothers work for me and say, listen, we're gonna shovel these, we're gonna shovel these houses. I'll do the negotiation. I'll do the negotiating. And you are going to snow shovel. And that's what I did. I kind of had people working for me at a very young age. I also shoveled with them. I was being the example. So it wasn't like me pointing the fingers and them doing all the work. I did it together with them. I kept, let's say, 60%. They got 40%. Whatever the case was, I don't remember. All I remember is that I had a team of people always kind of working with me to snow shovel. And that was kind of going on for every single year. When it snowed, I would take a couple of, you know, every big blizzard, every snowstorm, I would have a specific, you know, uh, 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 not a contract, but so kind of conversation, a verbal contract with all these houses and say, listen, when it snows, I'm going to be here. Don't give the job to anybody else but me. Okay. And I did that for a couple of years, did it for almost 10 years till 22 years old. I kind of learned that, listen, side must, side hustle, side money is always good. Out of that chunk of, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred bucks that I made that day or whatever, I would take 10% and kind of spend it on myself to make myself feel good a little bit, you know? But I learned from that, like, you got to go hustle hard whenever it's snowing, when it's raining, when nobody wants to do the work, go out there and create some cash. There's always money in things that nobody wants to do. And snow shoveling is one of them, right? As a kid, listen, I had no choice. I wasn't going to stay home and watch TV and play video games, which I did at that age, but I still want to go make money. Snow, when I saw snow... Everybody saw no school. I saw money, cha-ching, right? Now, that was one of those things that kind of taught me uh, discipline as well, you know, doing things I didn't want to do. Now, at 10 years old, uh, kind of going back and forth, at 10 years old, uh, 11 years old, I was actually in a camp. And every time I used to go to summer camps, I used to always sell candies, candies, sodas, drinks, all kinds of stuff, right? So kids would come up to me starving, hungry, or would see me with a pack of gushers or would see me with certain things and I would start selling them candy, double the price, triple the price, depending on the demand. So if I had like four, five gushers and like 10 people wanted it, I would bid it out and get the top bidder to give me their two or three dollars or whatever it was back then, right? And I remember that like it was yesterday. I was always selling stuff on the buses, in the camps. I was selling it to even counselors. Sometimes counselors would buy stuff off me and I was always collecting cash. Now, I didn't really enjoy summer camps because I was like, as I don't have enough time to go to the store and buy because I went to sleepaway camp one time. My mom had to, you know, buy me a box of candies, a box of sodas, and a box of all the stuff, and some of the kids would try to steal it. So I hated that as well. I didn't have a locker. I didn't have an accounting system. I didn't have inventory system, but I kind of learned that, hey, you got to watch your money. You got to sell that stuff quick. The faster you sell it, the quicker you get your money, the more you can secure yourself, right? Then at 14, 15 years old, I started my first official, official job. I got my working papers, I was excited. I started working as a flyer boy, making eight bucks an hour or five bucks an hour, whatever it was back then, and I was excited. I started giving out flyers. I was working for a few stores. My first one I remember was a salon. I feel bad because I was kind of unethical at that age. I kind of, one day my mom was like, oh, let's go shopping in Jamaica, whatever the case is, or go get some stuff for the house. And I was like, you know what? I kind of threw the flyers away half-assed into the job and, and I just went with my mom. And I remember the next day, the, the owner would say, you're fired, all because I was out of integrity, didn't let him know. Now, I should have, at the young age, 14 years old, I was stupid, I should have, you know, said to the guy, listen, I'm sorry, I gotta go leave with my mom for an hour or two, but I didn't do that, and I learned integrity. Integrity is vital. You have to have integrity in anything that you do, because if you don't have integrity, people will not trust you. And I promise you, till this day, he will never forget me, and I will never forget him. 
And it's crazy because I get actually my haircut's not too far from him. It's pretty funny. And I see him all the time. He kind of waves his hand. I wave my hand back at him. Obviously, he knows I was a kid and I was dumb at that age. But it's just something I learned that you have to have integrity in what you do. Then at 15, 16 years old, I started working at a bagel shop. And that was one of the most craziest experience ever because I hated it. I remember cleaning the freaking bagel shop, making sandwiches for people, doing the dishes in the back, just cleaning and I hated it. I just couldn't wait for it to be 6 p.m. because that's that's when the bagel shop closed. And I remember that I started seeing things in the food industry that I was like, oh my God, I don't want to eat in certain places. I don't want to do the work. I don't want to have a restaurant ever because I saw the owner lose his hair for all the, all the stress and all the hurdles that he went through. So I kind of figured out that the restaurant business is not for me. Then I got taken away. I was in foster care for about a year or two. And while I was in foster care, one of the things that I kind of learned was that no matter the struggle, there's always a victory around the corner. So I had one of my counselors at the foster care system say, listen, I need to get a job. I need to get out of here because I keep getting beat up. I keep getting into fights. I keep getting problems. They're being, they're picking on me, all this kind of crazy stuff. I was a very scrawny little kid, very short at 15, 16. I was probably like 4'11", 4'12". And people used to make fun of me. And I was like, yo, I need to go do something outside of this campus so I can actually feel good and go make some money because I want that money. I always do at a young age. I always say, who's got my money? Somebody has it. I want it. So I started working in the car wash and that's when I met this big, 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 big guy. And that's kind of what got me into the gym industry. I was like, yo, how did you get so big? And he was like, yo, just work out, hustle. So I used to watch him work out in between cars coming in, doing push-ups, pull-ups, all kinds of stuff. And I started to get interested in the fitness area. And that's what I learned in the car wash. And at that age, I learned hustle, hot, getting a half tan on my arms, literally looking at other people drive nice cars. I was working in an upstate area where people were driving with Ferraris and Lamborghinis and, and nice Benzes and all kinds of stuff. And I used to always clean them and say, one day I'm going to be driving one of these cars. So it kind of built me a vision. I kind of learned a little bit about the health industry because the guy that, you know, the manager there was teaching me some stuff. And that's how I got into the, in the business of gym. I started to work out like crazy at 17 years old. Then I got back to my house at 18, 19 years old. I started working. You know, school was about to be finished. I kind of, you know, didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. I kind of said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to start working in the jewelry district. And from 18 to 23, for about four or five years, I literally went through cycles of in and out, in and out, in and out in the jewelry district. Okay. And I hated, I hated every single day of it. But what I learned was sales. Hawking was pretty much me in the streets standing next to the business owners, standing next to the businesses in the windows and just pulling customers into the stores. And I would have people curse me out and call me names and call my mama's names and call my brother's name. They used to make fun of me all the time and say, why don't you get a real job? People used to spit at me, all kinds of crazy stuff. I even remember one time this this owner came out of the freaking, uh, uh, came out of his uh, 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 his booth. And I remember he used to work for him and he started, he was screwing me all the time with money. And I remember, I remember the way he came out of his store and he started to laugh because I was on the corner getting customers and he was laughing and laughing and said, oh my God, I can't believe it. He was laughing so hard. I will never forget that day. And he said, you, you're going to be successful. <laughs> and he literally did that a couple of times a week. And that built tenacity. That taught me not to worry what other people think of me. It doesn't matter what others think of you guys. It shouldn't matter to you because I already knew how much I was making. At that time, I was making a couple hundred bucks a day. Some days I was coming home with zeros, but I learned how to have balls. I learned how to not let other people's opinions be my reality. That was one of the biggest lessons that I learned. And while I was doing the jewelry hawk business, I actually uh, um, had a side job working in a teeth whitening kiosk. And as I was working in the kiosk, 
I used to, you know, work in the jewelry in the daytime, work in a kiosk at nighttime, and then go to the gym later on in the evenings. And that's how I met my first mentor at 19 who actually got me involved in a multi-level marketing business. And I started getting into the industry and I started to really learn what sales and entrepreneurship is all about. And I did that a business from about 19 to 25. It was about five, six years of consistent push, consistent effort. Everything I know today about business, leadership, expansion, developing teams, and building people came from that, you know, multi-level marketing business. And I kind of met him while I was working in the teeth whitening kiosk as well. And I kind of left that really quickly because I didn't want to work in the mall system very, very long. It was sales as well, but it was awesome. But it wasn't that awesome, if you, if you know what I mean. So I kind of did that for, you know, while I was, you know, building my you know, my jewelry side business, my multi-level marketing business. I was also, you know, working now at 20 years old in as a modeling recruiter. So I would kind of recruit young kids with their parents walking in the mall and say, hey, your kid looks beautiful. Why don't you put it for modeling? Blah, 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 blah. And I used to sign them up for a modeling agency. And I realized that what I was doing there was Fugazi Central. People were getting screwed. So I said, listen, I can't do a business when I'm hurting people. And I learned that it's not just about the product. It's about the leadership and the company. You got to make sure you're part of a juicy, juicy environment and you're selling a good product with the great intentions with, with the right company. So that's what I kind of learned in that process, kind of left that business. And then my sales career really, really started to kick in. I started to really learn about business. My business started to grow my online business, you know, my online, you know, multi-level marketing company. And then I got a, a call from a guy named Mohammed. This guy was a close friend of mine. He's like, yo, Mike, I got a job for you. I got a beautiful job for you. I was like, what's the job all about? He's like, it's sales, bro. Door to door. I said, door to door. I said, nah, 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 I'm good. He's like, dude, Mike, if you just listen to me and trust me, you're going to murder this game. So I was like, you know what? I got nothing to lose. I don't really want to be in the diamond district as much. And at 22 years old, I kind of jumped into selling home security systems door to door. And I did that for a little bit, maybe six to eight months. And I kind of learned everything I needed to learn about sales. I was like, yo, this is crazy. This is awesome. There's a lot of money to make. But the company went out of business. So I learned another valuable lesson. Never depend on a company because the company may go out of business. And the reason why the company went out of business is because they were doing a lot of things with leadership that wasn't right. They were trying to manage things from another state. It was just a lot of crazy things. And I was like, yo, I can't be doing this. And then boom, everything kind of fell apart. And then I went back to the Diamond District. Again, every time I had problems, I always went back to the Diamond District. Why? Because that's where I knew where I can hustle for commission only and make, you know, a couple hundred, couple thousand dollars a week, whatever it was, okay? Then I get a phone call from another friend who says, listen, why don't you do Time Warner Cable with me, right? And I was like, well, I don't really want to do that. I kind of hate them. Like, I used to have the internet service in my house. I'm like, yo, it sucks. And they're like, listen, just shut up and come and just check it out. Trust me, you'll love it. So whatever, I came, I went there, and I started to work. And that's when I started to do table events in the street, tent events, and door-to-door. And oh my God, that opened my eyes because I almost made 100K that year. I made about 90-something K or 80-something K. I don't really remember. I made a crap load of money for that, you know, for a 22, 23-year-old. And I was excited. I was like, wow, this is awesome. And then one day, boom, I got fired. Why? Because I did something stupid. I was a crazy, ambunctious, like, I was crazy. I was nuts. I used to get into arguments with my manager. I used to walk into my manager's office as if I was the manager. I was doing things with my ego instead of doing things the right way. And I got, I lost that job. And that was the biggest blessing that God has ever gave me. Because I remember this day, September 8th, 2015, I got fired. September 9th, 2015, 
I ended up working for Files because my friend that actually left that company said, listen, why don't you go to an interview that I was supposed to go to? I didn't go to it because it's only commission. Maybe you should give it a shot. And I was like, commission only? I'm like, I'm in because I always wanted to do commission only because I knew that it was more money. And then I started working for Files and I started door knocking. And that's when really things started to kick off. And as I was building myself, I started to study Grant Cardone at this age. I was 23, 24 years old. I started to door knock and hustle and grind and really understand, that, oh my God, I really have to 10X my life. And from the ages of 23, 24, I went ham. I went bananas. I went crazy. I put my horse binders on and I started to work my ass off, work my tail off. No more video games, put everything to the side. No more hanging out, none of that stuff. I stopped putting the girls to the side. No more girls, no more bullshit, no more. I just focused. And because I focused, for two, three years, I'm 26 right now. In three years, everything changed. My income, 10x, 12x, and almost 15x because I decided to focus. And when you learn how to laser focus, that's when success really hits you and you become successful in every single industry you go into. So what happened was I was doing files. I was locking on doors, making good money. I was making two, $3,000 a week. And then I ended up, you know, in a full year, I almost made $139,000, almost 140K. And I was like, yo, I love this income. It's awesome, but it's still pennies compared to where I want to go. So I said to myself, well, I can't be making money off of my efforts only. I have to build a team. I have to build something, an office, a business where I can actually hire others to do the work for me. And at that time, I didn't have the opportunity. The manager at the time did not want to see me leave because he was, of course, making an override over me. And I didn't expect him for him to, you know, to want me to leave. But I said, I got to get out of here. I got to figure this out. And that's what I did. I made a decision six months prior to opening up my company. I made a decision. I'm going to open up a business. I'm going to open up my office. Now, remember, I didn't open up my office until uh, uh, August of 2016. Barive Marketing did not start until August of 2016. I filed my LLC paperwork in June, July of 2016 without even knowing what business and what I was going to do. I didn't have a contract. I didn't have no connections. I had nothing. The only thing I did have was 100 plus K stacked away because I was stacking my money ever since I was a kid. And I started to really start to stack and pack once I started working door to door. Because when I started making the big money, I started to stack and pack. Because I knew that I needed to open up a business and I did not want to open up a business unless I had 100 plus K in my pocket. And then I decided to do what I needed to do. And I got a freaking contract landing on my hands through networking, through figuring it out. God blessed me. And I got the contract and they said, listen, how many guys can you get ready for tomorrow morning? And I was like, oh my God, I'm thinking in my head, I just said a random number. I said 10. They said, awesome. Make sure you bring them all tomorrow at eight in the morning to this meeting in the hotel. I was like, well, in my head, I'm like, oh damn, I got to get this. I got to start calling people. I shook their hands, left the restaurant. And as I was flying home, I was calling every single person from 10 o'clock at night till three in the morning and asking them who can come make it tomorrow. I had a list of people that I just called and I just started to bang the calls. Cold call, all my friends, everybody. I need you there. I need you there. I'm looking for sales people, blah, 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 blah. And I figured it out. And I had 10 people that same morning. And the respect level for these people that gave me the contract went through the roof. And I started my company to do sales, door-to-door, business-to-business with T-Mobile. And that was one of the most excruciating things I ever did because the first year of business, I was barely making it. I was making money, but I was investing it back into my business, investing into branding, investing into everything. I was trying to fig- I was trying to build my office and boom, an obstacle, boom, a struggle, boom, an obstacle, boom, a struggle, smackety, smackety, smack. And I remember listening to Rocky Balboa say, it's not how many times you get hit, 
It's how many times you get hit and keep moving forward. When things are not your way, how much will you push? How much will you persevere? How much will you persist and keep moving forward? And that's what we did. Not because I'm such a special guy, because I refuse to give in to the weakness. I made a decision to win. I made a commitment to take my team to the top. And that's what I was going to do, whatever it took. Now, yes, there was sweat involved. Yes, there was tears involved. Yes, there was pain involved. Yes, there was some blood involved. But at the end of the day, that's what it takes to win. And if you're not willing to go through that, you will not be a successful entrepreneur. I promise you. And then guess what? 26 years old right now. We have three plus offices. We have a fourth and a fifth one coming soon. We have multiple campaigns in multiple different offices. And we're expanding like we've never expanded before. We're blowing up all over the place. New York City, we have Florida coming soon. We have other places in, the, in, 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 in Texas and in California. We're blowing up soon. And there's a lot of, a lot of excitement. All because I started to hustle at a young age. So remember guys, it's not about the hustle you have now. What are the hustles that you've done in the past 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years that have built you up to who you are today? I went through, I count right now, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 different JOBs, career paths, or opportunities to end me at where I am today at the 14th one. And sometimes you got to go through 13 no's to get a 14th yes but all those 13 no's taught me a very valuable lesson, each in its own. So do me a favor, guys. Take my advice and stop worrying about how you're going to get there and why you're going to get there. Just freaking do the work. You're going to get there. As time goes on, as you persist, as you push, as you persevere, you're going to win. You're going to attract the right people to you, the right team, the right contracts, the right deals. Maybe you're in the dentist business. Maybe you're in the health business. Maybe you're a lawyer and you're trying to figure out your purpose. To what you're going to do in life and how you're going to help people instead of screw people. Figure it out. But understand that you have to go through the process and it's a journey, not a destination. And what I mean by that is not to sit there and be excited about the journey. No, man. Be excited about the destination because the destination is right around the corner. I went from destination to destination to destination to destination. From singing to snow shoveling was a destination. From snow shoveling to giving candies out in a camp, that was a destination. And from point to point, from point to point, creating excitement, learning experiences, and increasing my income as I was going through those processes was what I was focused on. So guys, the next target we already know is 10 mil. Then we're going to focus on 100 mil, and then we're going to focus on 250, then 500 and a billion dollars through our real estate acquisitions. That's the target that I have for me and my family. You may laugh and you may say, Michael, you're crazy, but yes. I agree with you. I am crazy and I will change the world and I will inspire millions of people. Millions of young entrepreneurs are going to know my name in a positive light so they don't know about what Bud Light is about. I want them to know about their success. I want them to know about their entrepreneurship. I want them to know about their dreams and their future and I want to see them win in their life instead of them and seeing them in the club all excited about the drugs and the alcohol. So do me a favor, guys. Start to hustle now. Start to look at your jobs as not just, oh, I hate my job. Learn something from it, right? And then one day you will be able to open up a business if that's what you choose to do. It's fine if you don't, but understand it's a process. All right, guys? So do me a favor, share this with someone that may help. I love you guys. I appreciate all you guys that support me. I appreciate all the messages I get. Just do me a favor. This thing is free, but share it with someone. 
Don't be selfish and keep it for yourself. Share it with another individual so it can inspire them and motivate them. Have a good one, guys. And once again, every single Monday, every single Monday, we have Spinning Fire with Michael Barayev. You can follow me on Instagram at Michael underscore Barayev. You can also follow me on Facebook at Michael Barayev. I just changed my Instagram, by the way, so you guys, you know, it's more easier for you guys to find me. Michael underscore Barayev and Michael Barayev on Facebook. So have a good one, guys.